in this episode. We're back. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) After a summer of craziness. Jesus, it was some crazy. You know, we're going to recap our summer. uh, We think after the last break, uh, right before we get into patrons and supercast members. Yep, yep. We're going to save it. Uh, But this episode, we're going to talk all about how Mormons do not like the queers. Yeah. I would say that that spreads across most religions, but, you know, because of my upbringing. Well, we've got books on the subject that are Mormon-specific. Hell yeah. That we're going to read from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't we take a break and get into it when we get back? All righty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, yeah, you found us. Now go back to the beginning. <laughs> wait wait for it. I knew that was going to show up here before too long. So listen, new listeners, here's the thing. You don't fucking know us, right? You need to get to know us. Do they? Yes. Are you shooting them? Yes. <laughs> this is a podcast that builds Sure, Uh you can be entertained if you pick and choose, but you are missing out on so much building. Can you say build one more time? (laughs) Building. So, if this is your first time, Mm -hmm. you cute little virgin, get back to number one, please, and get to know us and listen in order. I don't don't know how to explain to them how great it is to listen in order. You're just going to have to trust me. Just trust Shelly. Also, I promised a certain listener... Oh, Canada. There, There that's my shout out. Is that to Connie? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Connie. Canadian Connie. (laughs) Of course. Oh, my goodness. So Mormons aren't into queers, as it turns out. It's weird. Yeah. You think they would be with the whole, you know. Love everybody? Patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah, This is a surprise to you? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to send a little special shout out to any listener who found us because of the Brandy Carlisle Indigo Girls show in Lenox, Massachusetts. Yep, yep. If you got to us that way, then I guess advertising works. If you saw the 18 seconds of our ad (laughs) up on the, like, electric billboard, Mm -hmm. thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Money well spent. And if that's how you found us, clearly... Go back to the beginning, <laughs> because if you're listening right now, you're not following instructions. Go yeah, and that's um, a partially outdoor show, and it's calling for a 60% chance of rain. So that we're recording this before that show, so we'll have mm-hmm. to just see who is brave enough to go to the show and then find our podcast. Congratulations. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, found us. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we just dive into this thing? Yeah, so a little bit over the summertime, I picked up some very, very awesome Mormon books. Yeah, some riveting literature. Actually, some of it is so dry. It's bad. Yeah, we're not going to read the really snoozy parts. You're just going to fall asleep. Mary went after it with a highlighter pen, so we've mm-hmm. got the good shit. I did. I got a little buzz off the yellow highlighter. That was exciting. <laughs> were you sniffing? <laughs> some, I was sniffing a highlighter. Huffing highlights. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's gonna... my next band. Is it? The Huffing Highlights. Oh. It's fucking a good name. What kind of music do you play? Uh, mostly lesbian just lesbian music? <laughs> lesbian, period. <laughs> Need there be more. Ye old Celtic lesbian tunes? <laughs> A no. shanty, maybe? No. Tin just, whistle? Nope. <laughs> just lesbian, <laughs> lyrical lesbian lullabies. <gasps> oh, that's the title of your first CD? Yeah. <laughs> Do they make those anymore? I CDs? Know. I don't know. You can find me on Spotify where all your favorite music <laughs> mm-hmm. is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the premium. Mm-hmm. Spotify mm-hmm. premium. What's the name of this book, by the way, Mary? It's kind of okay. funny. Okay, I am reading from Mormons and Sexuality. No, sorry. Mormons and Homosexuality. Mm. Setting the record straight. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose or accidentally because so many times Mormons, like— in their ads or whatever, they say shit that's so, you know, the one like fill your holes oh, if you're holes. single again after divorce. Like, yeah. or do you get how <laughs> sexual or how like, I don't, you know what I mean? Explain it for me, Mary. They don't know a good pun when it when they trip over it. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this first quote I want to read from this book. Actually, this is the only thing I highlighted from this book. We're really going to read mostly from a different book. So okay. this is by someone named Elder 
Faust. Yeah, he was an old fuck in the uh, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Uh-huh. Meaning, like, the 12 people closest to God. Sure. And, you know, that we should follow and do what he says. Actually, there's 13 because the president is no, not you're part right. of that, right? It's the president and the 12 apostles, I think. Uh-huh. Whatever. I feel so removed from that shit, I forget the numbers. And I'm happy that I'm feeling more So what worried. are the other 12? Like, sneezy, dopey. <laughs> Lazy, stupid, <laughs> and bigot. And brainwashed. <laughs> and brainwashed. Don't forget him. <laughs> <laughs> and horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> you can't masturbate, my friend. No, you can't, evidently. So, all right. Elder Faust, when was he? He died a while ago. Oh, he's not even with us anymore. When? Okay, let's go see when this book was published, shall we? Okay. Um, it's not that long ago. This is copyright 2008. That is seriously not that long it's ago. It's not that long ago. And has, have the Mormons or the elders or whatever changed their stance really on queerness? Not so much. Okay. Not so much. All right, well, Elder Faust says... Any alternatives to the legal and loving marriage between a man and a woman are helping to unravel the fabric of human society. <laughs> so once again, I am baffled by Wait, pause. This. Yeah. They do still think that. Okay. Okay, carry on. First of all, what's the fabric of human society and how do you, how do you unravel it? Uh, is it like a wool sweater or like a scarf <laughs> so that's kind of fringy? <laughs> is it, is it alpaca? Like, <laughs> no animals are harmed in the making of uh, the, the society fabric. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you ruin traditional family? Well, by being gay. Okay. How else do you do it? <laughs> That's it. Just just be queer and you're going to ruin shit, There's, a, a, according sure, to the church. Right. There seem to be a lot of families out there, mm-hmm. in spite of all the queer attempts to ruin them. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me go back to this quote. Okay. I am sure this is pleasing to the devil. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we're pleasing the devil. <laughs> yeah, devil's getting excited. Uh-oh. The fabric I refer to, according to Elder Faust, is the family. These so-called alternative lifestyles must not be accepted as right because they frustrate God's commandment for a living, giving union of male and female within a legal marriage, as stated in Genesis. They frustrate God's commandment? (laughs) Look at me getting God all frustrated and shit. No, just his commandment. God's fine. He's good. We're frustrating the commandment. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, It's weird. Yeah, that is weird phrasing. Uh, Let's see. If practiced... Who needs practice? (laughs) I think we're pretty good at it at this point. (laughs) Practice time is over. Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're in the big leagues. If practiced by all adults, these lifestyles would mean the end of the human (laughs) family. Well, duh. I mean, it's stupid. Everybody was gay. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's stupid. If everyone was gay, well, it's like, I don't know. What's another, what's another if everyone was a certain if way? If everyone was a plumber. <laughs> we'd have no electricians. It would just be toilets everywhere. <laughs> a world full of sinks and toilets. What a dumb thing. What is his opinion on what causes it? To What causes your gayness? Like, how is, how is everyone going to be gay? Well, I don't know. That would be something. And I would like to look forward to that day. Just kidding. I don't need Imagine. everyone to be gay. When you think about, like... They talk about traditional marriage and loving and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I know entirely too many traditional marriages that are horrible. Like your own was. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a great example of a good marriage. Well, you were phoning it in. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Your heart wasn't in it. No, not because I was doing what I was told. Well, you know what? We're going to skip to this other book. Oh, let's do it. What's that one called? This one's called Encouraging Heterosexuality. Helping Children Develop a Traditional Sexual Orientation. Oh, my God. More Mormons involved in this one. Duh. Uh, Let's see when this one was written. 2009. So a year after the other one. Also not old. Correct. Okay. Right off the bat, we're going to compare homosexuality to an addiction like alcohol or gambling. It's basically the same thing. Sure. You know, I'm going to double down. I'm going to ante it up. Let's do it. I'm going to throw in a few more poker All in. terms. Call. <laughs> poker. <laughs> I barely know her. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Okay. A person may have an innate susceptibility to alcohol or personality traits that put him, him, 
Mm-hmm. So clearly, women are off the hook. Sure. At risk for gambling. But in the beginning, the whiskey or the poker games were choices. Over time, the booze or blackjack became a compulsion and eventually an addiction, which makes the exercise of agency more difficult. You know, you just start out like, I'm going to just give this a shot. No, you start out like, I'm just going to look at those boobs for one second too long. (laughs) Is that what got you? The boobs? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Boobs at the gym. I think that's what did me in. Mm -hmm. Gym boobs. Gym boobs. Mm -hmm. Homosexual behavior may develop in a similar way. The first homosexual experience is chosen and intentional, though made more likely to occur by prior environmental conditions or emotional or biological predispositions. Wait, pause. So how does the first heterosexual experience happen? Well, exactly. I know. Exactly. It's a choice, Shelley. Yeah. I decided to have some Levi Levin (laughs) (laughs) and then moved on to Provo Push. Oh, my God. (laughs) Again, those who are just tuning in for the first time, you don't know what that is. Back it up. Or do you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time is a freebie, and then they get you. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, it's environmental factors. What are the other reasons? Well, it's, it's like, it, it's a compulsion. Right. So all of this reasoning that they have still has to go by the fact that it, it well, their fact that being gay is wicked and evil and horrible. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't matter, because when you first have heterosexual sex, if you are heterosexual and you enjoy it, yeah, you want to do it again. Right, no harm, no foul. No, no one's like caring gay about sex. that. So, but because gay sex is evil. Right, it's a compulsion. Yeah. Yeah. But the more one engages in homosexual behavior, the more the behaviors become habitual and compulsive. Ha- like, like not with straight sex, only with gay sex. Yeah, straight sex is like, well, do we need to conceive a child? Yes, we do. You just lay there while I get my rocks off and then I can be a father. <laughs> Sounds fun. I'm going to count ceiling tiles. (laughs) Hurry, shit. (laughs) I'm going to go watch my shows. (laughs) Neural pathways in the brain are strengthened by repetition of the behavior, and emotional social responses are conditioned through integration into a homosexual lifestyle. In small ways, the brain and body chemistry are eventually changed to reinforce the homosexual behavior. Well, you know, if you think about it, you were married to a heterosexual man. Yeah, I was ma- I was living the heterosexual life, having heterosexual sex. For 21 for years. For 21 years, it never, ever made me straight. Right. You've we had, just debunked that shit. Well, right, because you've had more heterosexual sex than you've had homosexual sex. Absolutely. Yeah. I hadn't had homosexual sex until I was like 42 or whenever we met. Right, so your brain neurons should be rewired. Yeah. I mean, it should be wired to being homosexual. I mean, heterosexual. Yes. I'm starting to get really confused. I should want so much dick, and I don't. (laughs) You should. (laughs) Can we write the author and be like, so listen. We're we're debunking all this. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 21 years of heterosexual sex, I still don't want the big D. <laughs> Ever. And you heard it here, folks. Sure did. I'm going to write a fucking book. Okay. <laughs> I like it. What's it going to be called? Uh, I don't want the big D. <laughs> I think a lot of lesbians could write that book. <laughs> Over time, the person has diminished ability to reduce or stop the homosexual behavior, you know, because their neurons have been rewired. Yeah. You know, in my experience, the more I had heterosexual sex with my husband, actually the less I wanted to have of it. (laughs) Once again, debunk that shit. Mm -hmm. If asked, a man or woman trapped in alcohol or gambling will respond that, no, I didn't choose this. Why would anyone choose this life? He assumes he never chose because he doesn't recall making a conscious decision to be a drunk or a gambler. Which is the same thing as being gay. Oh, for sure. Yeah, drunk, gambler. Queer. Queer. Mm-hmm. Likewise, a gay man or a lesbian may not recall choosing to be homosexual, but forgetfulness does not eliminate the possibility that conscious decisions were made that put the person on the path to homosexuality. I forgot I wanted to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been gay my whole life. Didn't realize it, right? Looking right. back, hell yeah, I've always been a lesbian. But I specifically chose to get married to a man 
and have heterosexual sex because that was that's what you do. That was my choice. Yeah. And I stayed in it and I was never straight. Right. And I never wanted to have more straight sex. According to this, you're gonna you're programming your brain to have straight sex. If it works in the inverse, like if, if Right, you, why wouldn't it? Yeah. Cause it's bullshit. <laughs> Seriously, who's this author? I'm we're gonna go track him down. Yeah, you wanna write him a letter? No, I want to tell him in person. Oh. Uh, okay. Let's have him Road on the show. trip. I just want to say the big D to his face. Mm, yeah. I like it. Okay. Let me continue. Wait, I have a question. Oh, sure. Listeners, raise your hand if you remember the absolute moment when you chose to be queer. <laughs> <laughs> like you chose it. Like you had it <laughs> yeah. in front of you. You're like, uh, do I start drinking and gambling? Do I start being queer? I mean, I kind of got funny feelings when I was watching the movie Yentl and Amy Irving. <laughs> Almost kissed Barbara Streisand, like almost. Uh huh. And I got a tingly feeling from that. Yeah, but sure. Is that a choice? N- no, it's a tingly feeling. <laughs> it's the spirit. Was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spirit in your hoo-ha. entered my hole that day. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh yeah, God. Okay. So what about your first choice, Shelley? I I didn't. There was not like a I choose to be gay. It was it was an, an analysis of my entire life when I after I left the church. Yeah. And recognizing my attraction mm-hmm. to women happened um, for me and, in like second grade. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. In second <laughs> grade. But it took me leaving the marriage, leaving the church to kind of recognize all that life. Mhm. Then realizing that, oh, I am actually attracted to women. And then realizing, you know, I want to see what this is about. And I want to see boobs. I want to see boobs. Tits are amazing. (laughs) So I didn't, sure, I guess I made the choice to date women, but I didn't make the choice to feel a certain way. A certain way. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have this urge to start gambling, you know? (laughs) Right. I mean, we all have choices about all of our behaviors. Mm -hmm. You might have an attraction to a man, to anybody, and mm-hmm. you don't have to choose to act on it. You don't have to go on the date or whatever. You don't have to pursue it. That's a choice. But the feeling is not a choice. You just have the feeling. Right. You don't have to go on a date with anybody. You can be celibate. I don't know why you would be, <laughs> but the church wants you to be if you think you're gay. Well, sure, if you think you're gay. Mm-hmm. I know I'm gay. I'm so gay. <laughs> All right. Immersion in the gay lifestyle may alter the neural pathways and body chemistry to reinforce homosexual thinking and behavior. If this is the case, then later transformation to heterosexuality would be difficult. What about the reverse, which we're saying is the case for Shelley? I had no difficulty um, transferring, <laughs> transitioning. To, transitioning to lesbian world. Your, your neurons learned a new way. My neurons right jumped away. that path real fast. <laughs> they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Reorientation is possible, but it likely requires enormous personal effort and the help of others. Mm, Like when they hook electrodes up to your Mm -hmm. parts and shock you if you watch gay porn. Oh, that's one way. Thanks, BYU. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. All right. Well, let's jump to advice for parents. Oh, yes. Because we can't be raising little little gay kids. No, no, no. No. Yeah, little Billy or whoever has to be uh, heterosexual. Very straight. Upstanding heterosexual. Traditional family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to tear that fabric apart. (laughs) That societal fabric. I bet it's not plaid fabric. (laughs) Plaid flannel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Probably not. And Doc Martens. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Low slung Levi's. Ooh, this is kind of a hot picture. I'm getting a little turned on. You going to wear that after dinner tonight? Ooh. For starters, I'm about it. I'm about it. I am about okay. it. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. You got to wine and dine me first. Mm-hmm. What, you think mm-hmm. I'm easy? Well, you're the one who's making dinner. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's how we help parents foster heterosexuality. One psychological theory suggests that a cold, rejecting father and an Overinvolved and excessively sympathetic mother may predispose a male child to homosexual behavior. The opposite parent characteristics may prevent homosexuality. You know what? I was reading this chapter, and it was talking about how if you're a ma- if you're a man or a boy, mm-hmm. and you have a cold, rejecting father and an overly and excessively sympathetic and involved mother. Why aren't all your brothers gay? I know. My, my brother should be totally gay. Totally. Because that's how they were raised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who here was raised that way and that's why you're gay? 
Right. Or who here, <laughs> raise your hand if you're a heterosexual man, let's say, and that describes your parents and you're perfectly heterosexual. How are you straight? I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, I know. The book says. The book says, I exactly. Know. Know. You're doing it all wrong, wrong. listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fathers may want to help sons become at least minimally proficient in one physical activity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like masturbation? <laughs> no, <laughs> Shelly. Oh, yeah, it's not allowed. That's right. <laughs> this could include soccer, bowling, football. Stop. Stop. Stop, Why? stop, stop. <laughs> Bowling? Yeah. You, you have this list of sports that are like manly athletic to make sure your boy's not queer. Mm-hmm. And you've got bowling in there. Knock them down. <laughs> Knock down those pins. Let's do it. it. Just... No gutter balls, you sissy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know that bowling was like an aggressive man sport. <laughs> I, I don't know. Basically, you're like drinking beer and uh-huh. throwing a ball. or Or football, swimming. Skateboarding. Stop. (laughs) Can I just say there are so many hot, queer men in swimming? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So maybe, listen, so if you want a straight kid, maybe not swimming. Bad idea. (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look what happened to Greg Laganis. Right. See? How about skateboarding? Is that a nice macho sport for you? Sure, yeah. Wrestling, karate, or scouting? (laughs) <laughs> oh, dear God. The let Mormons us, love their scouts. They do. And let us remember that the scouting program basically got shut the fuck down finally because of all the pervs, mm-hmm. all the Christian pervs hanging out in there trying to, you know, get boys. So, yeah, let, that's a good idea. Let's uh, let's get them into scouting to keep them from being gay. Yeah, they didn't even mention, like, baseball. I mean, is I that, guess that's that, a gay sport. I don't is it know. a gay sport? Okay. I guess it's just a, a non-contact sport. Oh, wait. So it's fucking bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it's scouting. It's scouting. <laughs> oh, there yeah, could yeah. be some contact in scouting. Sure. Let me pin on that merit badge. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. A boy does not need to be an athlete to develop a heterosexual identity, but it may be helpful if a boy displays some sports skills. Um, so my oldest son, Lincoln. Not very athletic, that no. one. No. I put him in lots of sports just because I'm a sports freak. Mm-hmm. Probably why I'm gay. Probably. Um, <laughs> he never excelled, never wanted to do it, is not coordinated, blah, blah, blah. He's super straight. Yeah. And he's a great guy. He lives with his girlfriend to the disappointment of my father. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not gay. Not at all. No. No. Once again, debunking. Yep. Ooh, let's uh, get into what a father needs to do for a... A less active, sensitive son. Oh, can't have sensitive sons. No, after the break. Okay. We'll be right back. We're back. And we're back. And we're back. There we go. Gotta get back in the hang of things. Mm -hmm. A father may have to work harder with a less active, uncoordinated... Or artistic son. Oh, don't be artsy. No. You know what's crazy? I have been in media, Mm -hmm. um, like television production specifically for so, so long. Sure. I have known so many designers who are male and heterosexual. No. Yeah, they're artsy They're gay on the DL. You can't be artistic (laughs) and not be queer. According according to to the book. According to encouraging heterosexuality. And that sucks too because... What if you have a son or a daughter, whoever, or non-gendered child, who is into art, drawing, let's say, painting, what have you, and you're going to say, if they're a boy, you're going to say, no, 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 put down the markers. I'm going to take those fucking paintbrushes, crack them over my knee, (laughs) yeah, and tell the kid, go join a bowling league. It's so stupid. <laughs> Think of all the famous artists, you know, man artists. I know. What if their parents were like, no, 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 no. You're, right. You're sculpting that butt too tight. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I know. Although David's I, package looks a little, packagey. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little too realistic. I have heard rumors that um, Michelangelo was a little bit on the gay side. Perhaps. I may no, have heard no. that Not too. that it matters. Let's be honest. Is it? Who cares, right? Who does care? Just the fact that this book is Mormons trying to be care. like. Mormons care. Care if you're queer. Yes. Clearly. Absolutely. Did you say queerly? Queerly. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. If a boy is born slight of build, poorly coordinated, and without a typical male right brain visual spatial specialization, whatever that is. (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Then he is apt to do poorly in the activities that prompt affirmation of his manhood. Oh, can we analyze that for a hot second? <laughs> what is it Here's my saying? analysis. What the fuck? <laughs> if you have a slight child, so like a like a little slight like, of build, like a like a wafy boy. What is this? Well, you know, maybe not super tall. I guess we know a lot of boys who are not as tall as others. I know, but how does that make them? How does that mean that they might be and poorly coordinated? If you combine these things. Okay, so what? Here's your. What's your list of physical characteristics? Slight build. Okay, probably poor gay. coordination. Probably gay. Into the arts. Oh, super gay. Mm-hmm. And without a typical male right brain visual spatial specialization. What, what does the that mean? Fuck is that? I have never heard that expression in my entire life. Right brain. I think they're just making shit up. Of course, they're like, let's put a big <laughs> word in there so we sound like we know. So we sound like we know what we're talking uh-huh. about. Uh, yeah, he's, he's apt to do poorly in the activities that prompt affirmation of his manhood. If he is born with a passive rather than aggressive nature, mm. the first experience of rejection may send him into withdrawal from the world of men rather God. than lead him to try harder. So basically, we want him to be real aggressive. Yes. Be super aggressive, get into fights all the time. Pick on people. Yeah, maybe pretend random shit like toilet paper roll is a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be real aggressive. Again, my oldest son, the least aggressive person you will ever meet, the kindest-hearted child. Like, we found a bird that was injured one time when he was a kid, and he cried. Aww. Yeah, And I think back then, because I was super Mormon, I was probably worried he would be gay. Um, <laughs> but Kill that bird and like I know, it. Kill it so I know you're a man. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so he was also the kid who would, you know, when we go to the playground, he would stand at the top of the slide and all of the aggressive boys would push past him and go down the slide. He would just stand there, like never take his turn because he was not assertive. Mm-hmm. Also... Not gay. Not gay. Should I, I have been like, push that kid off the top of the slide and <laughs> yeah. show him you're a man. Yeah, that's Show right. him you're straight. Exactly. Yeah. Be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive. Be e aggressive. B e a g g r e s s i v e. A little too much spelling for me. <laughs> Don't get me started on Mississippi. Lots of S's and P's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, look for ways to build up and reinforce the boy's masculinity. What does that mean? Uh... Build up and reinforce the boy's masculinity. <laughs> like, he's like seven and you're going... Take away his crayons. That's true. No artsy stuff. Show him how to grow a mustache. Teach him how to bowl and do scouts. So oh, stupid. This is, I mean, we're laughing, but this is also so sad because I think we are born with, you know, souls, spirit, whatever, within us that have things that we gravitate toward because they're interesting to us. It's just who we are, right? Like, you gravitated at a young age to artsy shit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what interested you. That was what made you tick. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if your mom or dad was like, mm, no, no, we're not, we're not doing that, Mary. I'm sorry. You need to go play football. Right. I mean, just crushing who you are as a human. Can you imagine if you were never allowed to develop who you are because of your gender? Well, this stuff happens. It does. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking sad. There are parents out there currently who take, you know, girly-looking toys and activities away from their sons Mm -hmm. to encourage masculine traits. Jesus. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I guess I shouldn't have ever been allowed to have, like, my, um, shit, what was the name? Thundercat? Thundercat. He-Man. There we go. Oh, He-Man. I guess my parents never should have let me play with my brother's He-Man toys. Oh, explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was always Ken. (laughs) (laughs) You and your TK smoothie. (laughs) If you haven't started from the beginning of the podcast, you do not know what a TK smoothie is. (laughs) Go back to the beginning. Go back. Says (laughs) Shelly. Yeah, whenever my friends, we didn't actually have Barbies. I was more of a Lego person, but Mm -hmm. friends had Barbies. And whenever I would go over to their house, I was always the Ken character. Yeah, the most interesting. I guess, sure. I mean, I wasn't really into the fashion part of Barbies and stuff. Dream house, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It wasn't really my thing. Mm -mm. All right, look for ways 
to build up and reinforce the boy's masculinity. I guess I read that already. You did. It was good, though. Mm, did you enjoy it I the did. third time? Yep. Okay. When you tackle jobs like changing the car oil, <laughs> mowing the lawn, fixing the toilet, shoveling snow, or building birdhouses, get your son involved. But not your daughter. No, 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 no. See, now this is, if my dad was doing, and my dad fixed cars all the time and he built shit, I never got invited to do that, and it made me very sad because I really, A, I wanted that time with my dad, but B, I wanted to do those cool things. Mm. I got fucked. Yeah, you were not allowed to do that because that would have been encouraging you to be too masculine. Mm -hmm, You needed mm -hmm. your, you know, your typical gender role, and you needed to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, Shelly. Go sew a pillow with your mom. She's (laughs) crying over some dumb shit. There Uh you go. (laughs) On a regular schedule... Take your sensitive son on special father-son outings that you both enjoy, such as a trip to a museum, which doesn't seem very masculine to me personally. Does well, it maybe masculine? it's like maybe it's like the airplane museum. Oh, air yeah. and space, something yeah. like that. Yep. Take him to a movie. Very masculine movie. Ooh, Make sure. sure it's got a lot of explosions and Some guns kind of and war fighting. Movie. Oh, for sure, yeah, war yeah, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a hike in the woods, rafting on a river. Dinner at his favorite fast food joint or playing <laughs> soccer in the park. <laughs> what do they call him? Your, your what? Sensitive. Kind of, your sensitive son. Yeah. A sensitive son <laughs> may be helped by the companionship of a pet, especially a dog oh that God. can be a regular buddy and affectionate friend. Is this for real? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. But pet no, dogs. No, no foofy dogs. No, no. Poodles. <laughs> mm-mm. So... Pet dogs make you straight. <laughs> Only the big burly ones. <laughs> you know, I love seeing like a big burly dude walking a chihuahua. It's, it's just, my it's favorite hilarious. thing. Seriously. I love I it. I love it. Or and like the same type of dude getting out of like a Fiat or a Mini Cooper. Also love it. I don't know why that is. Because who the fuck cares? Because they're not they're not ashamed of like they don't no. fall into that whole wall. Exactly. I'm big. I need a pit bull. Nothing is pit bulls. <laughs> I love pit bulls. Um, but I love when people just go against. Yeah, you do you. What society says they need to be doing. I know, fuck this shit. Wait, and we need to talk about this again. (laughs) (laughs) Having a pet dog, Uh if you're a boy, will keep you straight. So I want to (laughs) know, all of our gay boy listeners, did you have a pet dog and why didn't it work? I know, what's wrong with you? You're doing it all wrong, listener. I mean, I I blame the dog. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Your one task was to keep my son straight, asshole mutt. This is really the, this might be the most ridiculous, the more I'm thinking about this. This is so ridiculous. Get your sensitive boy a dog to Uh straighten them the fuck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about girls next. Want to? Because clearly my parents fucked it up. Oh, yeah, we're going to see how you failed, basically. Did you fail your parents or did they fail you? They failed me. They didn't make me straight. But let's see why. Like, I need to know exactly what you they You probably did wrong. needed a little kitty cat friend. I had kitty cats. <laughs> Still gay. Okay, here we go. There is much less research on the development of homosexuality in girls you know than there why? is in boys. Because of the double standard. Being a lesbian, people can let that slide because mm-hmm. they either think it's like kind of cool and sexy or they're just, you know, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But gay men, and I'm sorry, gay men who are listening. Um, you get a bad rap. Yeah. Like, you are the gross ones, according to religion. You are the ones who are all about just gay sex all the time. We have to fix this. We have to have straight, strong men in the patriarchy. Right. Fucking patriarchy. I know. It sucks for y'all. Yeah. We are sorry about that. Okay. So, less research on girls, duh. Because no one gives a shit about girls. Right. Thus, there is less information from which to glean practical advice on reducing the risk of homosexual behavior in daughters. The risk. (laughs) (laughs) Know the risks. God. (laughs) Nevertheless, defensive detachment, i.e. rejection of and hostility to the mother, can occur with daughters as it does between fathers and sons. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. The lesbian daughter often senses something missing in her relationship with her mother. I want to know which woman out there listening did not have something missing in the relationship (laughs) with their mother. Let's be honest. I know, right? (laughs) The little girl grows up without a true sense of nurturing. For a multitude of reasons, she and her mother don't make a strong emotional connection, 
So the daughter begins an unconscious search for a woman to nurture her. Mm, no. And her boobs. I and her that boobs. Part. I right. that part. Right. So that's what happened? You were just looking for Not a woman nurtured. to nurture you? Mm, you didn't feel nurtured? No. Nope, that wasn't it. I didn't have a great relationship with my mother, but in the beginning I did. Yeah, but this is, if that was the case, like your sisters didn't have any better relationship than you did, so why aren't they gay? Well, there you go. There's that point again. Mm-hmm. Plus, I didn't have a bad relationship with my mother until I started to think differently than she did. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's when you became gay. Clearly. <laughs> Although it happened much earlier in my brain when I was like in first or second grade. For real. Yeah. Really young. So in first grade, you made the choice to be gay. Absolutely. Of course. I'm still making that choice. <laughs> On the daily. I'm happy for that anyway. Yep. A parallel to the sensitive son is the tomboy daughter. Ruh-roh. I am really enjoying reading this, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) How are you not throwing up, like, after each sentence? As previously noted for boys, I think I need to take on an affectation. Okay. Some girls may also display gender atypical behaviors at an early age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Physical activity and sports may be more interesting than tea parties, stuffed animals, and playing house. Uh Uh-oh. Such daughters may shun dolls and dresses and prefer to climb trees, throw rocks, and roughhouse with boys. (laughs) Those girls need to know their place. Exactly. I mean, you weren't really allowed to. At least with your family members, but you probably play with boys at school and stuff. Yeah, did you? Of course, I had uh, I I had friends who were boys, and we'd go out and do shit. Yeah, I did climb trees. Yeah, I climbed trees. I swam in the creek with Chris. His name. I tried Copenhagen with him. He stole it off his brother. <laughs> and then I threw up. That sounds <laughs> this like would a have good been time. Third, third grade, by the way. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a tea party to me. <laughs> Not a tea party. It's a tobacco party. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, I tried rolling loose tea. Uh huh. Into like. I probably use pages of the Bible, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It was like prison smoking. (laughs) I was prison smoking as a child. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So orange is the new black. I know, right? Proud of you. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I was prepping for a future incarceration. Mm, Might still happen. You've got time. I do have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, where was I? Uh, Right. Such daughters may shun dolls and dresses and prefer to climb trees, throw rocks, Throw rocks. I did, too, because, you know, I lived on the lake. I would skip rocks. Would you skip yeah, rocks? Yeah, skip rocks. Why is that a boy thing? I don't know. I have a great arm. I can skip a fucking rock. <laughs> I'm not a boy. I'm not gay because I can skip a rock. Okay. I don't know. This book begs to differ. <laughs> I mean, I am gay and I can skip a rock, so huh. that might be... Which came first, Shelley? Oof, it's a tough one. All right. As she grows up, she may prefer jeans and tennis shoes to dresses and heels. Who wouldn't? (laughs) Some people like dresses and heels. If masculine behaviors and male attitudes predominate and are disruptive to family life, the daughter may need special attention to encourage the feminine side of her personality and behavior. Mm -hmm. As suggested for fathers of sensitive sons, mothers of tomboys can spend extra time and effort to encourage their daughter's femininity. You mean like when my mom would always put my hair in a tight perm so I looked like Shirley Temple and I would have to take tap dancing class and perform fucking the good ship lollipop on stage at stake activities. Those of you who aren't Mormon, this is like a shit ton of people, all Mormon, watching you perform. Oh, I wish this was on video. (laughs) All that did for me was make me hate girl shit even more. I bet. Yeah. I bet. It was embarrassing. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I was always embarrassed. His parents embarrass you because they didn't get that I didn't want to be that way. But I never said anything because it was, I didn't know why I didn't want to wear, you know, a dress. You wanted to please your parents, Mm -hmm. Shelly. You know, I probably did say once in a while I don't want to wear a dress. And it's like, well, that's what you do. You're you're a cute little lady, cute young lady. Right. I never wanted to be a cute young lady. I know. And all the Shirley Temple shit in the world isn't going to make me want to be a cute young lady. I know. And I hated wearing dresses too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly, I just had to wear them to church every week. Yeah, same. Ugh, God. However, if the girl communicates persistent, severe distress or disgust with her feminine body or her gender identity, then therapy is warranted. Dear Uh, God, throw my ass in therapy. Yeah, put me in therapy in like second grade. 
Yeah, and it's it's probably conversion therapy because any regular non-religious therapist is going to be like, great, let's explore whatever side you're doing. You do you. Yeah, Uh, embrace this wonderful Embrace who you are. Yeah. I know, so stupid. All right, let me turn the page here. Fucking religion. I know. Anyway, I think I'm almost done with the passages I've highlighted for today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll read more out of this book at a well, future date. Well, there's a lot of good information, valuable. Oh, very, very valuable. <laughs> I mean, especially since I'm still in the in the middle of raising my children. Yeah, yeah. Young parents, take note, mm-hmm. you know? Matter of fact, get your own damn book and let's read along. <laughs> let's do a book club. Oh, God. Such a good idea. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Once again, encouraging heterosexuality. Everybody pick up a copy. Pick up a copy. <laughs> yep. And then we'll burn it. All okay. right. I think this is the last thing I'm going to read. Today, when the children get together for play, mm-hmm. facilitate gender typical activities. For example, you might help the boys play baseball, ride bikes, or have a water fight. You could plan a tea party, play dress up, or make jewelry with your daughters and her friends. God, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. What right? the actual fuck? Do you know how? stifling that would have been for me. And the only reason, I mean... You practically had this upbringing anyway. Sure, yes. But I always wanted to do the boy stuff because it's just more fun and I'm just athletic. Like, that's... You just enjoyed it. Yes. I know. So... Why do you have to force children to do activities they don't want to do? I mean, can you imagine a parent seeing their daughter ride bikes with some boys. I was in a bicycle gang, by the way, that I always <laughs> made up and we had our own little secret code and shit. Uh, be like, uh, Shelly, you need to come in here and, uh-huh. and have a tea party. I mean, <laughs> tea party. luckily my parents rarely paid attention to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I wasn't forced to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would have been, it would have been horrible. I know. I know. I was a very active child. Mm-hmm. I climbed trees. I skipped rocks, uh, discussed earlier. I swam. I um, went ice skating in winter. But I went ice skating with lots of boys from the neighborhood, too. Like, everybody ice skated. Ice skating, I mean, unless you're doing hockey, it's pretty feminine. Like, if they were twirling and oh, shit. Oh, it's okay because they had black skates and I had white skates. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The gender focused skates. God, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> and they got the cool black ones. Yeah, we made like, sure we knew our gender roles. Oh, hell on, yeah. On ice. <laughs> <laughs> because when everyone's out there like dressed all fluffy to stay warm, you need to know if it's a boy or a girl. So <laughs> you you got to look at the, the feet. skates. <laughs> People are stupid. I know. Uh, Let's see. Most of the time, you won't need to worry about planning play activities, but in some cases, you may need to be more directive in encouraging gender-typical play behaviors. And that, my friends, Mm. is how you encourage heterosexuality, Mm -hmm. helping children develop a traditional sexual orientation. Listen, here's the thing. Parents (laughs) out there, parenting is hard enough as it is. I know. Do you have to control all these things? Now all you these have activities? to worry about, yeah. You're like, okay, uh, did they watch a gay show today? What color <laughs> are those ice skates? We need to go bowling. Like, why are you worried about something that's A, damaging to your child, B, a bunch of voodoo bullshit? This does not work. Clearly, this is not. We've debunked it. We have debunked it mm-hmm. hugely. Let's try just Loving our children. Yeah. There's an idea. Loving and accepting and encouraging and embracing. Yeah. Let them explore what's interesting to them and encourage it. But only if it matches their gender. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Did anyone else listening grow up with any of this bullshit? That's what I want to know. Aside from the Shirley Temple shit, my parents didn't really try to force me into girl stuff. But if I did boy stuff, it was always like, wow, that's pretty good for a girl. I mean, there was still this comparison, Uh you know, meaning you're supposed to be weak and little. And of course, I was also, I was supposed to bake shit with my mom. I didn't didn't want to do it. A, my mom and I had nothing in common. Sure. um, Because she was very, very weak, a weak human. And I don't think that I am. At least I I wasn't. She wasn't a great role model for you. Not at all. She wasn't who you aspired to be. Let's put it that way. Sure. And I also think that my parents were just so busy with all the shit they did. Like my dad was in the military. He was gone all the time. They just didn't, you know, whatever. I played with the boys all the time. Right. I like that. So I am grateful in that aspect that they, well, 
in 2009, when this book came out, I was already grown. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it would have been different. Maybe if they had a book like this to guide them, they would have made sure you had enough tea parties <laughs> and doll playing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I never had even one fucking tea party. Well, who's even, like, drinking tea at that age? Well, you put water in it because <laughs> you're Mormon. Oh, right. <laughs> you can't even have a tea set. No. <laughs> There's no tea set. No, that because that will bring on— Well, then why is a Mormon person writing about tea parties? I think they just call it tea party, but it's, it's water. It's like a cute little girl thing to do. <laughs> but That's you got to use water. Also, why— do they say to, like, have tea parties for little girls? Isn't that going to invite actual tea drinking? Exactly. Slippery slope, bitches. <laughs> You're going to change the neurons in your brain See? to want tea. And that's going to make the devil real happy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, Shelly? this book, what? I'm starting to think it's all fake. <laughs> there it is. Fourth season, there it is. <laughs> Still going strong. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Should we take a, a commercial break and then get into some patrons? Also, we're going to wrap up our summer. We're we'll going to talk about um, yeah. what we did over the summer. Sure. Yep. What we did over the summer by Sherry, Sherry and Melly. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I just call ourselves that. <laughs> Oops. That's not who we are. No. Shelly and Mary. Better. I finally know who we are. All right. We will be right back. The following message is filled with a shit ton of profanity, so listen the fuck up. Hey friends, here to talk to you about Modest Mixed Tea. What's their slogan? It's motherfucking tea time, bitches. Okay, I added the bitches part, but not the rest of it. So this grassroots tea company is made up of a badass team of four incredible humans who handcraft all their blends and infuse them with love and tons of swear words. That's probably why they wanted to partner with Latter-day fucking lesbian. And the names of their tea blends crack my shit right up. So today I want to talk to you about Go the Fuck to Sleep Herbal Tea from Modest Mix. Okay, I love this shit, and it's part of my nightly routine. Not only is it made with super calming ingredients like ashwagandha, lavender, and chamomile, which make it smell amazing, by the way, but the package is so damn amusing. You know, I'm just going to read it to you. Drink a cup of this relaxing-as-fuck tea, shut down your shit, take some deep breaths, boom, you're fucking sleeping. So if you want to be entertained while enjoying some handcrafted, delicious AF tea blends, head over to ModestMix.com and enter code LatterdayLesbian20 at checkout. That's ModestMix.com and enter code LatterdayLesbian20. Then shop, sip, and go the fuck to sleep. Okay, we're back. We're back. So what did you do in your summer break, Shelly? Dear God Almighty, I moved again. Uh, Mary yeah. also moved, but let's mm-hmm. let's preface this with: we were hitting a point in re- in our relationship where the living situation just wasn't working. Right? Yeah, I really tried to live with children. Mm-hmm. I really did. I put in several years of of pretty good effort. You did at it, mm-hmm. and it just was making us both kind of crazy um, because I just didn't have much tolerance or patience for just all the stuff that comes along with with kids. Mm -hmm. The noise level, the activity levels, the cleanliness or lack thereof or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever is just part and parcel for children, child rearing. Right. It just is not for me. I'm not cut out for it. Mm -hmm. So um, work opened back up for me and uh, it's looking like we're going to be like once a week for now. And so I moved to an apartment that's closer to my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had to move to another place right. that's a little smaller. Yeah, a little bit more affordable. Yeah. Got some great stories. Oh for my that gosh! Place, though. We won't we won't tell those now, but it's it's, it's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your neighborhood is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And what's so crazy is you spend a lot of money for that place. I do here too. But that's just Northern Virginia for you. I hate it. I hate it. It's so expensive here. I'll throw it out there. I hate that I have to pay, but this is before utilities, over Mm $2,700 for a small three-bedroom apartment in not the best part of town. It's not the best. Well, the part of town's fine. Just the complex itself. Yeah, it's kind of run down. It's a a little bit, but your apartment's cute. Well, I cutened that shit up. You sure did. Mm -hmm. You know, you have an artistic sense. Thank you. And your daughter likes art. 
Yes. Um, it's interesting. You have an artistic sensibility and you like sports. It huh. I don't know. That just means I'm confused. I must be bisexual. Maybe <laughs> I'll try that. You must be bisexual. No, I know that I'm not because I had 21 years of heterosexual sex and I still wanted a woman. Mm. Yeah, you're, I you don't weren't really into that. the big D. Yeah. You don't want the big D. I don't want that. Or the little D. I just don't want it. Right. So we moved. Yes. That's what we did. And so our new studio space is a little wonky. But we're making this work. Yeah. So we're, we're living now separately, uh-huh. but we're together frequently. Like, like I'm in Alexandria right now with Mary. That's where we're recording. I've been here most of the weekend. Um, when I'm in Fairfax, when the kids aren't around, Mary comes. We, like, live together there. So it was a good separation for us, and I feel like we are happier. You know, though. What? I need to point out Uh-oh. that I always had a separate space to live. That's true. I had a condo. That I would go to mm-hmm. whenever the kids were around, generally. Mm-hmm. Not always. We're going to do like a cookout tomorrow. Yeah. A yep. pool party. But mm-hmm. generally, I'm not around when the kids are around. Mm-hmm. And I've always had my own space. Mm-hmm. It's just now, because of where I'm living, I can't afford to pay for two spaces. Sure. So yes. that's why you had to move. Right. Yeah. That... But we always did have two spaces. That's so true. our relationship is fine. Yep, no worries. We are, we are great. I would say better than ever. I think so, too. I think it relieved a lot of pressure. Yes. Um, Because there was the part where you feeling stressed and anxious about having the kids over. And again, Mary has not—she doesn't dislike my kids. She doesn't dislike kids really in general. It's just the things that come along with them, like the loud stomping and leaving their shit, you know, their toys and stuff. I mean, it, it's just kids, and that doesn't work for Mary, and that's that's fine. I like children who are 21 and older. She does like my older kids. <laughs> she does, actually. She I likes do. Them now, I really do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's also less stressful for me because I would feel her stress when my kids are around. And sure. so I'd be like— running around trying to, you know, pick up a gum wrapper that someone left. Like, it was stressful for me, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Mary really hit a place of just unhappiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we've made this this separate living thing, we're happier. Yeah. So much happier. Took the pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to get that situated. Mm -hmm. That was quite the move. Plus, we bought that second Airbnb at the beginning of this, well, late spring. Yep. On the last episode that I recorded with Kirsten, we did talk about that second Airbnb, and that was quite the undertaking. Mm-hmm. We had to move with the U-Haul oh two trips yes. in the same weekend. The same day? The same day, from Northern Virginia to our Airbnb in, two hours away in Montrose, Virginia. With a canoe on top. Yep, we had a canoe on top. And the one time we had, like, mattresses and shit. It was insane. Let me just say... <laughs> It was insane. So there was that, and then it was in within just like a few weeks where we went to different houses and had to move all that. We have been moving nonstop, it yeah. feels like. Let's just say that was our summer. That summer was. Lots of moving. Of moving. Oh, I got ordained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be officiating at um, Friends' wedding in November. Listeners, Joe and Laura. Shout out to Joe and Laura. They actually recorded a Scandal Session episode with me. About the winery? Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, oh my God, what a shit show that was. Oh, I was there when we were making it a shit show. But yeah, I'd love to I'm listen to I'm saying if anyone hasn't listened to that. Oh, I thought you were telling me. No. Okay. No, but if anyone hasn't, that's an entertaining one to Maybe, listen um, to. Maybe what is Scandal Sessions? Scandal Sessions episodes are bonus content that we provide occasionally. Not like every week, mm-hmm. but occasionally. <laughs> when we throw it out there, it's fucking good. Let's just, let's just say that. So Shelly. Humbly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for uh, our Patreon supporters and this other platform called Supercast mm-hmm. that allows you to listen to these bonus episodes right on your same podcast player. Badass. I know. In fact, uh, do we have more summer activities we want to discuss? Should we just jump into our patrons Let's that we want to jump into thank? patrons. I'm sure something will... I'll think of something and we throw it in the next episode about something amazing that we did over the summer. All right. Besides moving. Well, let's uh, thank some patrons. You got some patron names in front of you? I do. And I think I want, because we have this thing that we started a long time ago and Mary's like, I, I can't believe we started this. We're now stuck. We have to, no, we're doing it. Your neurons have been reprogrammed <laughs> to always do patrons this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> what we're going to do, the first letter of the last name We'll start a word that will make you not be gay. Oh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> Thanks. All right. First one, Mary, mm-hmm. is Michelle 
T. Thank you, Michelle T. What's her new name? Well, it's something that she would do to not be gay. Yeah, something like her mom is going to make her do. So she's Tea not party. Gay. Duh. Oh, that was too easy, <laughs> Michelle Tea Party. <laughs> Although I think we've made a really good point for Mormons suggesting tea parties for girls and that encourages later tea drinking. And then alcohol. And then and then you're a drug whore. <laughs> um, heroin passed yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So I, got, I think that Mormons should rethink the tea party thing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, hey, Rusty, y'all might want to rethink the tea. Okay, anyway. Next up, Karen T.S. T.S. Mm-hmm. You take this one. Mm. This is going to be Karen Thimbles and Sewing. <laughs> God. <laughs> if you just have a bunch of thimbles, because you sew that. Thimbles. Thimble. Are you saying get a drum set? (laughs) No, not if you're a girl. You can't have a drum set. Oh, thimbles. Yeah, that's a tough word. Did I say it wrong? No, you said it wrong. Okay, thimbles and sewing. It's just so shit. Yeah. Oh, clearly you're not going to be a lesbian later if you do a lot of sewing and things. Yeah. And thimbling. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else you got? Next up, this one's you. Oh, uh, thank you, Karen. Next, Sandra P. He, huh? Um, <laughs> well, certain P words are coming to mind, but to stay clear of those. Yeah, Sandra. that'll make you gay. <laughs> that'll make you gay for sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think Sandra should consider baking some pies. Sandra pies. Pie. Pie. Don't eat the pies. No. <laughs> Just bake the pies. Well, and don't throw any pies because that's oh, that's manly. too aggressive. That's really aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Just bake the pies. Uh huh. Uh huh. And not like manly pies, like not mincemeat. <laughs> manly. It's got to be like like peach. Peach pie, double P. Uh-huh. Sandra, go make me a fucking peach pie so you'll stay straight. Mm-hmm. Definitely stay straight. Thank you, Sandra. Next up, Amber T. T. Another T. Well, we can't do tea party again. No. Well, we shouldn't do them anyway because it turns you into a, a crack whore. <laughs> a raging alcoholic. <laughs> you take this one. Okay. Amber, I feel for you. Do you? Because your new last name is... Tap dancing. Tap dancing on the good ship. Lollipop. Lollipop. It's a sweet trip to the candy shop where lollipops play. I don't know who plays. I don't know, but you, you used to have that song memorized. Of course I did. <laughs> you had to perform that. My mom should have known though when she got me tap shoes. I basically wanted to just wear them and clomp as loud as I could up and down the hall. <laughs> like I wanted to be loud and aggressive. Not all tappy tappy jazz hands, Shirley Temple. Fuck that. Anyway, sorry, Amber Tap Dance. <laughs> uh, that's going to keep you straight, unless you're Shelly. <laughs> it sure kept me straight. Do we have more patrons? Yeah, we're doing we're doing seven today. Seven? One, two, three. Four, no. Yeah, well, there's a twofer. Okay. The twofer's up next. There's no last name. I'm assuming they're lesbians. Uh, Megan. It's a weird spelling. So, Megan, if I fucked it up. Don't say weird spelling. Well, it's not. Unusual. It's. I'm sorry. It's unusual. It's probably why Are you're you gay. Are you shaming Megan? No, I'm shaming or- Megan's mom. Okay, it's spelled M-E-G-G-A-N-E. How do you pronounce it, Mary? Megan? Okay, Megan and Heidi. Okay. No last name. So let's go with the M and the H. M and H, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to inverse it and say Heidi and Megan or Megan. Mm -hmm. They should shop in the women's section of H&M. See? H&M. That was really dumb. (laughs) All right, you come up with one. I was going to do something about M is for, like, making. What's a good H thing that you make? Hosiery. Hosiery? (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have a pattern? (laughs) You take your nylon. Okay, fine. Making hand puppets. Is that girly? Well, you're making shit for, like, an artistic thing. So, yeah, if your boys do it, you better punch them in the face and make them do bowling. (laughs) Just punch them right in the nuts. Right in the nuts. No, you don't want to do that. That might discourage their manhood. That's true. From developing let, let properly. Let the nuts get big and put them in bowling. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's a weird visual. Yeah, sorry. Oof. So is that the end of the patrons? Um, No, we're going to do one more. But first, more. thank you, Megan and Heidi. For... And let us know if we've butchered your name, Megan. Or we might Megan. not fix it, but, you know, it's good to know. <laughs> it's good to have information. <laughs> I like learning things. I know, learning things. Wait, learning things is boy, though. They're the smart oh, ones. Oh, it didn't STEM say anything shit. about that in the book. Well, you haven't finished the book yet. 
Okay. I would guess it probably goes into like boys do math. Math and girls science. Girls English. encourage reading and whatever. Home ec. All right. Who's next? Last one. I'm not sure this is this person's actual name, but it's Nell Bells. Nell Bells? Yep. Do you want to go N or B on that? Well, I think they need to learn handbells. Be in the handbell <laughs> choir, Nell Bells. <laughs> and you've got to be in the bell that's like super high pitched because it's oh, more sure. feminine. Uh huh. Yeah. And you got to ring it like gently, not <laughs> bong, bong. Maybe you have to like hold a little ting, ting, like ting, ting. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but I'm like pretending like I'm holding a tiny bell and tinging it with like a matchstick or some shit. Well, that's not really how you do a handbell. Okay. They don't probably do handbells in Mormon church. No. But they have choirs. Well, sure, but not handbells. Do you have a choir or is it just the Motab? No, each each ward can have their own choir. It's just oh. like people that sing. Well, sure. In the choir. That's that generally would how it goes. Make it a choir. <laughs> <laughs> so Nell Bells, um, your name got changed to Nell Handbells. <laughs> but only the tinkly ones. The little bitty tinkly ones that are high pitched. Yeah. Not like a gong. Gongs are very man. Gong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tinkle, tinkle. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, patrons. Let's uh, jump into some Supercast members. We've got three that I'm going to read today. Let's do it. Helen B. Thanks, Helen B. What does the B stand for? Oh, do we give them last names too? Well, yeah. Sorry, Helen. <laughs> She's new. <laughs> bake me a cake, Helen. I was going to say baking bread. Okay, baking bread. Helen, bake bread. But not manly bread, not like sourdough. <laughs> the sourdough is manly? Yeah. We're what about talking rye? Like- I feel like rye is a manly bread. What's a non-gendered, like a non-binary bread? Like wheat. Wheat is non-binary? <laughs> Maybe this like is- a like a croissant? <laughs> oh, no, I think if you bake croissants, then you will stay girl. You know what you should bake, Helen? What? Lady fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might actually make you a lesbian. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Yes, please. Take us some lady fingers. Lady fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next we have Emma S. S? What's something Emma can do to not become gay or queer? So speaking of choir, Emma needs to sing. Oh, sing. But not like alto. <laughs> Obviously nothing like tenor and below. Mm-hmm. Not even alto. You need to sing soprano. Mm-hmm. First high, soprano. Yeah, first soprano, high-pitched Jesus-y shit. <laughs> That's how you stay straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit that high C. Let us know how that goes, Emma. Mm-hmm. All right, last, Anastasia, maybe. Anastasia? We don't know. Tell uh, we us if know. we got it wrong. We're not going to change it, but tell us. <laughs> We'll take it into consideration. Mm, we won't. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> L is the last name or last initial. Hmm. What can Anastasia or Anastasia do to stay straight? Starts with an L. Mm. Oh, I think I have something. Okay, go. Lace. Something with lace. God, like those lace doilies like that you doilies. make? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you out there like lace doilies, great. I think they're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that a lesbian had to make them to try to be straight hurts my heart. (laughs) I remember my fucking mother-in-law at the time, she bought lace and had me sew it on the shoulders of my temple dress. Like the collar? Just on the shoulder? Yeah, no, like the collar and the shoulders. Okay. Yeah. Because it makes it more feminine lace. Like I like I sewed a fucking doily on my temple dress. Oh. And I'm still gay. It didn't work. It didn't work. That was in the midst of my heterosexual sex, too. None of it worked. Still gay. Very gay. All the lace doilies in the world are not going to turn me straight. <laughs> we have debunked these books. These books are worthless, but we're still going to read them. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. What a fun episode this yeah. was to record. I'm it's, happy to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah. We missed y'all. Oh, so much. Please start writing in again. It's been kind of tapering off. Understandably so, because we haven't been um, giving you guys podcasts. So, Well, there you go. Start but, writing in. Yeah. So if you would like to get in touch, uh, visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. And if you would like to join either Patreon or Supercast, 
That URL is latterdaylesbian.org slash support, mm-hmm. I think. And anyone who supports <laughs> us at the $5 or more per month, you get all the good shit. Yeah, you get um, the bonus Scandal Sessions episodes. Yes, because we, we still got to pay the rent. We got to pay Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. I haven't, I haven't been able to say that for like three months. I know. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. I know. I'm Feels surprised good. we remembered how to do this. I'm like, how do I set up the tracks to record? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Uh-huh, it happens. I guess it's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Is that too girly? Maybe we shouldn't ride bikes. Um, If you ride a bike that has like a banana Side seat, saddle? <laughs> sure. Just right at side saddle. Sure. <laughs> a banana no, seat. If it's got like a girl banana seat. That's okay. And like a cling, 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 and a uh, basket with a flower in the front, you're Oh, fine. and the little um, streamers that hang from the handlebars. Yes. I, however, had a dirt bike, like with big tires, and I would go on jumps <laughs> and shit. There was no way you were turning out to be straight, Shelly. No, not a chance. <laughs> Once I made that choice to ride the dirt bike instead of like the girl bike, I was mm-hmm. fucked. Okay, people, stay straight. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do it. No, don't stay do who it. you are. Exactly. Jesus. Be who you are, and we're going to make fun of these stupid books that mm-hmm. want you to be someone you are not. Exactly. Don't do that. Mm-mm. And steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.